Welcome to Talking Paragraphs. I'm your host, former journalist and future school teacher, Daniel P. Finney. My co-host is a uh, 11-time Emmy Award winner uh, and Sultan of Spreadsheets, Memphis Paul. Hello, Paul. Hi, hi, Dan. Uh, I'm the scourge of that woman from uh, one, all my children or one life to live who is superstar but she, never won. She finally won, but she was nominated like 27 or some odd times. Yeah. yeah she hates me. I'm a big rival. Yeah. Well, uh, she probably does hate you, but they're who knows what the reasons are on today's talking paragraphs we have the tragedy at a mcdonald's drive-thru a look at some sports hall of fame induction ceremonies uh, an all teenage final in the u.s open uh, new developments in the ongoing coverage of the chicken wars chicken sandwich wars uh, a brief remembrance of 9-11 and some fall TV talk, but we begin today with the alarming news that uh, the Roomba, the disc-shaped robot vacuums, uh, are now programmed to avoid dog poop, and this uh, has led to a number of questions between Paul and I. My question was, can I get a pair of shoes program to do that. But Paul sees more alarming news here than I do. These are shoes with um, microchips in them. Uh, there's programming in the shoes that-, that That's my hope. Yeah, that. you just, you know, the thing is like, uh, you know, they put useless stuff in shoes like the Reebok pump when we were kids and yeah. little kids have lights in their shoes. Why can't I have like a, uh, like a, like, what the equivalent of a radar detector for police yeah. uh, speed oh, enforcement. That's like uh, uh, dog shit in f- four meters. Okay. I yeah. I don't know if I saw this story on Zero Hedge because that is a big news source for me, but there was a story about sunglasses that would have a camera in them. Um, and that was a new thing, whether it was creating some privacy issues. So I guess if you've got AI in your sunglasses, you could have them in your shoes and maybe the shoe relays a message to you through your... Um, like like uh, Google Glasses? Yeah, sure. Well, through your earbuds, like, oh, yeah. there's some shit coming up. Yeah. I would like to expand uh, the definition of shit, though. It's like, oh, there's a, there's a couple of guys who look suspicious coming up across the street, you know... Uh, uh, those kinds of definitions. Well, you should you should see that with your eyes, but there, if there's other things that are, how can I see that with level? my eyes when I'm constantly tweeting and posting to Instagram? I need these. I need I need someone else to do my work for me. I, well, I would just say other things at few um, level. That's you true. Know, shit, snakes, yeah. uh, yeah. self self aware Roombas. Yeah. That, that are also um, AI equipped. Now, this is a general dynamics uh, product. Is that correct? Well, that was 
that was a joke that I had about uh, the increase of AI. Uh, Boston Dynamics came out with these robot dogs. And oh, Boston Dynamics. There was some... So these robot dogs are racist? Is that what you're saying? Because it's Boston. Uh, I assume so, but uh, I've seen some story. One of these billionaires, Elon Musk or... Um, the Bezos guy. I can't remember which one. They're all ubiquitous. They all are going into space and doing the same things. But one of these guys had two of these dogs, and you know, each one is a hundred grand or something. My fear was these dogs would become self-aware and start humping your leg, and you you don't want that from a dog, much less a, a robot dog, which is uh, they're quite big. These robots, if you the uh, robotic dogs if you've seen them yeah i mean all those self-aware movies ultimately in the same is that arnold schwarzenegger is going to have to gather up all the roombas and robot dogs mm-hmm. and dip himself into uh, uh molten lava or whatever it is at the at the end of the smelter at some kind of industrial plant so yeah, he's like, hey, get the joke writers together. I need another catchphrase. Yeah. I'm taking out the Roombas this time. <laughs> I'll be back in a non-linear fashion. Uh, Something. Yeah, I'll be Let's back. Unless I, I'll be back unless I bump against uh, a door frame and then I'll back up and go a different route. Well, unless the canine unit's been around and I'm going to avoid. Right. The dog poo on the ground. Fair, fair enough. Moving on, uh, the there was a terrible tragedy. You have more details on this, but a man died at a McDonald's drive-through. Where was this? Do you know? Um, story talked about multiple. Well, it featured this one incident, but then it 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 proceeded to have a list of other incidents and other cities and towns i don't know unrelated though in any way i don't know that it matters the mcdonald's are everywhere and so are dumb people it could happen in your town right that's true yes that's especially true for yes so tell us what happened paul this is your this is your story oh i I thought you were gonna make some humorous guesses uh oh that's right uh, well, there was a tragedy at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Let, let me take a it couple of tracks. Uh, it involved it the customer. It involved the customer. What was it? An exploding shake machine? Uh, you know, they've had their I'm troubles like with, with those machines. Yeah, this is one of the. We talked about how I rate stories. Like, do I just need the headline? Do I need to read this? Do I need research. This was I read the whole story. Uh, it, well, it did no, not involve. The shake machine. What about crossfire between the hamburger and Chief Big Mac? Ah, uh, that was my other guess, but no, there was no uh, mascots, characters. Um, Not even the grimace. No, no. He he does have anger issues, but uh, he was not involved. He had an alibi. Um, for this, this this fatality. Well, I got to be honest with you. Other than the the customer just dying after years, 
of eating of them, consuming the food at McDonald's. What possible uh, thing could go wrong at McDonald's? Well, he was in the drive-through, and he he had you know, he rummaged through his wallet. He got tokens or uh, fiat currency or a card. And he dropped his means of payment. Uh, I guess he had his hand out the window with the idea of handing it to someone. Yeah. And he dropped those funds. And it was like, uh, I've, I've made it all the way around this building. I placed the order. I want this food. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he opens the door and leans out to get his money. But the car keeps moving forward. And there was oh, like okay. there there was like something uh that the door ran into, so he was between the door and the door frame. Well they have those uh, cement pylons that are mm-hmm. usually covered in like a plastic yellow uh coating. And that's so that you don't get your car too close to the building uh and scratch oh. scratch up the building and scratch up your car. Yeah, I don't uh, know if he got a bite of the 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 big Big Mac with his dying breath. Um, because that that was his dying wish to retrieve the I, money and eat eat his McDonald's food. Are you saying that's McDonald's policy? Like if a customer's gravely injured, go out there and give them a little Coke, a couple of fries, yeah. and a cheeseburger. Well, you get a last meal in prison, so. Uh, it tracks. It, it tracks the three things. Yeah. The nation. I like that. Uh, it's tragic, but uh, this wouldn't have happened if you paid in Bitcoin. <laughs> uh, or uh, Apple Pay. Uh, I think Apple Pay, you, you, it just syncs, syncs up. Uh, you gotta you tap. I think Roomba, with Apple Pay, you still you, have to you, tap. You sit. The, you send the Roomba in. You, you discharge it from the car, and it it circles around and goes inside. And I mean, the snotty like dieter community would be like, <clears throat> "This wouldn't have happened if he was eating a healthy meal that he prepared for himself at home." Well, he'd be more nimble and flexible from doing the yoga that he wouldn't get trapped. Right. In the uh, the car, right? It, it used to be very flexible. Uh, if, if I dropped my debit card, uh, given that I'm obese, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even try to get it. Uh, I would just have to like back up mm-hmm. uh, and inconvenience the behind people behind me uh, because yeah. there's no way that I, I would be able to get out of the car. In fact, it's one of my greatest fears is that I'm going to pay for McDonald's and drop the currency. Uh, it happens all the time. I, sure. I feel like there's just been three or four times in my life where um, I've paid at the drive-thru and I'm getting money back and it's like they put the change on top of the bill and that change, you know, half the time it falls out. Yeah. onto the ground and it's just like well that's just that's just money that's money for the gnomes that live on the street 
Yeah, I think they actually go out there and collect it for the Ronald McDonald's house a couple times a day. Whoever, whoever gets that is welcome to it. You know, that guy from Beauty and the Beast that lived under in the sewers and and lost it after Linda Hamilton. I think he gets that money. (laughs) Whoever. It's not me. I'm not going to die. I didn't need to read this story to know that this was dangerous. Uh, Sure. Sure. Well, it would have been fine too if he just put the vehicle in park. But but it is that, fun. That that is you know, how no dangerous. Wants, no that's how dangerously delicious McDonald's food is. Sponsorships. It available. is because you're you're so focused on getting the food, getting through the hassle that it takes to get the food. You know, ordering it, being in line behind hoping. somebody who's made some kind of stupid hoping, alteration to their food and hoping hoping you got a coke and they didn't mishear you and gave you give you a diet coke right you're, hoping, you know. you're thinking about that that's in your head sure sure uh, lots of stuff lots of stuff can break you know, bad in these situations we, so we we don't celebrate death you're in talking paragraphs but it is we do like to laugh uh so it is fun to think oh you know they got the shake machine working but it's been down for 20 years. So it has this great burst of energy and it just, you know, creates a, uh, oh, like a, uh, a black hole, you know, some kind of, uh, astronomical event, uh, where, where it just, it's like a dropping a nuclear bomb. It just takes out 10 square miles. Uh, when the, the shape machine finally comes online and powers up, after 20 years and that, uh, that kills the guy that's what i'm going to do for this year's michigan ohio state game is i'm just going to surround the building with mcdonald's shake machines just plug it in see what happens It'll take see out what the stadium yeah take the big house down to uh, a medium two-door uh, split level uh that's our main story of the week but there's also this story uh, there's a math error by the Internal Revenue Service that has forced notes to be sent to 11 million uh, Americans that they owe money to the federal mm-hmm. government. Yeah. I'm going to go make the joke that you would make about me, which is uh, they must have hired some guy who only took Math 9 in college yeah. to, to handle the situation. Uh, I turn to you and your accounting expert to explain how the world's most powerful accounting organization could... IRS? Yeah, I guess their account's receivable, uh, but still, it's an accounting uh, organization could, you know, not have its stuff together. Well, there... See the the adjective he used there was powerful. They're not the smartest uh, or competent. It, it's a you need to add government agencies to that, and sure. I think that's where your answer comes in. Yeah. Like oh yeah, this is the government doing this. Fair play. Fair um. Play. Yeah, they they just messed something up, and uh, so the people that got the notice went to their CPA. And pay, paid them some money to decipher what went wrong. Uh, so th- I feel like this is a boon for my people. 
the accounting people. Uh, when, when these things go wrong, it's it's like this is why we have a job. I feel I feel like too like when you screw up at work, you be like, well, yeah, you know, we're gonna have to pay this penalty, but you know, hey, it's not like we uh, you know screwed up by eleven million like the IRS, you know. I yeah, don't know, I don't know if that's an argument that works with the clients. Uh, it, I don't know if we're going to talk about Omar, the actor who played Omar, passing away. But I, I, we were going to uh, put that into a little later in the show. But sure, there there is that scene from uh, The Wire yeah. where um, the the guy season one. It's like, hey, we're putting out this horrible product. And uh, he goes to talk to his boss at the strip club, and it's like, hey, you know, it's inelastic demand. Uh, we, we do worse. We do better. You know, we actually make more money when we do worse with our product offerings. Um, that That's how I feel as an accountant. It's like, oh, we screwed up something. Here's this accounting notice. Well, that goes to the client, and the client's like, well, Paul screwed up, but I don't want to do this accounting stuff. I don't want to figure out what went wrong. I'm just sending this to Paul, even though he screwed it up to begin with. Um, well, that, uh, Stringer Bell feeling. also went to like community college and he asked he his did. professor like, hey, what do you do if you have a product that's uh, reached market saturation? It's like, well, you know, change the color. So they changed the color of the meth. <laughs> pretended it was different you know that, i think that's, i think that's what you can do with the irs is repackage this and be like uh you are one of 11 million americans who have the opportunity to support our armed forces with a mandatory extra payment of taxes maybe <laughs> it makes as much sense as anything else we wanted to briefly touch on the 20th anniversary of September 11th, 2001, which yeah. was the terrorist attacks on New York City, uh, mm-hmm. the Pentagon in Washington, D.C., and uh, another plane that crashed in Pennsylvania yeah. that was allegedly headed toward Congress or the White House. I don't remember. I don't have We've a lot spent, to say about this. We've already spent more time on this in the introduction than I uh, Yeah. I don't have a lot to say about this because yeah. anything that the more that I talk about it, the angrier and more political I get. Uh, I feel like 9 11 has been the excuse for every terrible decision we've made in foreign policy for the last 20 years. Yeah. Uh, we had a couple of weeks ago, we had my friend Lou, the uh, Army CID man, on, and he talked about the end of the war in Afghanistan. And the the war hawks were like you know we're abandoning these people in afghanistan well that's how america does when we get tired of doing something we just go home uh and i i i find it disingenuous that people are like never forget well we we clearly forgot because we clearly forgot about the war in afghanistan we you know, it, it was, wasn't a campaign issue since 2004. Nobody brought it up in the last election or the election before that. It's just, so in the end, 
9-11 anniversaries are hollow to me. Not because it's not sad that those people died in that attack. Uh, but I think it was a line in Rick and Morty one time. It's like, uh, global acts of terrorism happen every day. Uh, and we're no exception. Uh, and I just, I find all of the hashtag never forget and the constant replaying of the towers falling down. I find that all to be pornography. You know, it's like, oh, we've set aside this. It's, it's basically uh, a Hallmark channel movie. It's like, oh, this is where you cry. This is where you cry. And then you tell yeah. a story about yourself, about where you were and when it happened, even though it didn't have anything to do with you and you were nowhere near it. Uh, yeah, I was yeah, in I'm, Omaha. I'm ready. Didn't change yeah, a single thing about my off. day. I'm ready to move off of the story. My 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 one comment was uh, this involved New Yorkers, and, and New Yorkers are still very special. Oh, and, sure, and DC. So they, yeah. these are people that feel very special about themselves. So um, uh, we had a lot of coverage on this uh, this this week across the board on PBS and. Uh, Sure. Even on the PBS show, they're like, oh, uh, the number of people that died of COVID, like in the last two weeks, equal this. Uh, well, I would add that there was one so, news agency, one news agency who I thought got to the heart of the matter. And this was, of course, America's finest news source, The Onion. Their 9 11 headline was. Uh, Americans fondly remember 9 11 as the last time. Americans could unite in bl bloodlust. Yeah. Uh, All right, we've, we've given enough attention to these. Uh, <laughs> Paul's pissed off that I talked about people. this so much. Uh, I, I wanted to, let's move into the world of sports. We had a couple of Hall yeah. of Fame inductions this week, both in the Basketball Hall of Fame uh, and the Baseball Hall of Fame. Paul, you had some thoughts on yeah. the basketball Hall of Fame. Uh, the, the the people the people listed were Chris Bosh, Chris Weber, and Paul Pierce. Uh, all three of them seems like they're like members of a big three, but like the third guy, mm. like Chris Bosh was the three guy in Miami after LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. Paul Pierce is probably number three after um, Kevin Garnett, the three guys and Kevin yeah. Garnett and Ray Allen. Well, if he wasn't the third guy, it was like Garnett was the one guy and two A and two B. Yeah, I guess I guess they are Hall of Famers because they won a bunch, but um, uh, well, it felt underwhelming. Chris Webber was a consistently uh, good player. I think the basketball Hall of Chris, Fame his, is a lot more yeah. lenient. His I think speech, his, apparently his speech was about uh, forgiveness. You know, I, I, I screwed up that timeout. That, that was like the focus of uh, the dialogue around him. That, I feel like that's, that's how forgettable he is. Uh, this, this one timeout call was as much as we remember about him. Uh yeah, I remember him as being a consistent NBA player, and he was uh, generally pretty a pretty good shooter on uh, NBA video games. 
that's, fair enough. That's, that's part of his fair legacy. Point. He was. Uh... It is. Yeah. The NBA live players look fondly right. back right. on the, his career. Uh, sure. The uh, the Baseball Hall of Fame uh, finally inducted its class of 2020. I don't think anybody was elected to the class of 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, of course, postponed last year because of the pandemic. And then somehow pushed back from the middle of July to uh, like Memorial Day weekend, which, you know, baseball fights for attention against football all the time anyway. Like they're having the World Series while football's going on and Mm -hmm. Americans just, they don't have the attention span for both. And so the idea of having this on Memorial Day, I know this was COVID what and whatever, but uh, so my guy, Derek Jeter got in. Uh, Larry Walker, who played most of his career with uh, the Rockies, but he was uh, began his career in Montreal and finished in St. Louis. Um, and then there was a catcher from the 70s and 80s who played for the Cardinals and Brewers, whose name I'm too lazy to look up that I'd never heard of. Um, he got in. Um, I, I will only say this about Jeter. It is a very weird feeling to have the player that you grew up watching go into the Hall of Fame uh, because you're like, that's how much older I am. Uh, that's exactly how old I am. Is I'm old enough well, now that the players I grew up are now in the Hall of Fame. They send this message with the Hall of Fames like uh, a bunch of time needs to pass from when this person was important right? Five to years. get in. So it's like if they're no longer important and I was young when they were young, then am I important anymore? Well, the good news is we were never important. So no. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, but it does, it does. I've been feeling uh, a bit enfeebled lately because of my knee injuries and other problems. Yeah. So um, the the idea of somebody being um, oh uh, in the Hall of Fame that's like Derek Jeter's at shares my birthday but he's a year older mm-hmm. you know uh he's in a lot better shape than i am but it, i have been sort of feeling like uh it's another shovel of dirt on my coffin that seems closer and closer to the uh, uh to the cemetery which is more well, modeling than i wanted this take to be but well jeter's pretty enfeebled he traded away uh Aaron Judge for Dust Lant and uh, it was it wasn't Aaron Judge it was uh, Juan Carlos Stanton and there we go uh, Juan Carlos Stanton he hits uh, once every three weeks he's very streaky and I I would happily trade him away but uh, uh, speaking of Hall of Famers. Uh, John Smoltz, anyway, and Al Leiter 
are no longer allowed in the MLB studios because they are mm-hmm. not vaccinated against COVID-19. And I just feel like uh, that's fine. You know, MLB studios has to make their decisions and John Smoltz and Al Leiter have to make their decisions. They're making dumb decisions, in my opinion, but people are making dumb decisions yeah. like, maybe I can get my debit card to pay for this Big Mac while, oh, not, while not putting the car in the park. Uh, yeah. So... Well, my, my concern for Smoltz is I feel like he has other problems. Like he was spokesman for Roundup. Uh, and Roundup, of course, is in the middle of all these uh, lawsuits because it caused cancer, like horrible cancer. So yeah. I'm worried that, you know, John is just riddled with tumors from 15 takes of spraying that stuff on weeds in uh, in commercials that he did in the uh, 2000s. Well, he so. smoltz. He, he took a bubble bath with a Roundup so that uh, there would be no uh, place for the COVID uh, molecule to adhere to his lungs. So it's like that horse dewormer. He just took a swig of that and yeah. uh, it, it, killed, it killed the COVID. It also killed all of his internal organs, but yeah, yeah, fair enough. I mean, good for him. But maybe that give, wasn't uh, maybe that give wasn't, Al Leiter some too. But that wasn't good enough for the liberals down at MLB headquarters. So uh, <laughs> those those I'm, zealots. I'm with Smoltz. I'm with Smoltz on this. Uh, this was uh, your take. All teenage final in the U.S. Women's Open. You were pleased about uh, this? Yeah, I was. Uh, I, I, you know, if I if I hadn't have uh, severed my relationship with the cable companies, yeah. I would have uh, actually watched this on ESPN. Which I don't have ESPN, but uh, the, the PBS NewsHour even profiled that uh, there was two teenagers uh, competing in this final. I, Someone who doesn't fall tennis. I, I didn't know either of these people. Uh, I, I like the idea of like we, we've talked about this before. Just tuning into something with no expectations, no yes. hype to it. I mean, yeah. it, it got a lot of it. It immediately was overhyped uh, as it was happening. But uh, if I could set that aside and watch these people I'd never heard of. I uh, wish that I could appreciate that was, golf. That was kind of nice. Um, and the reason I, I, I say that is because both tennis and golf are quiet uh, sports, mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of bombast to them. I mean, tennis had a like a little uh, like a mini scandal on the men's side yeah. because one of the players kept taking extra long bathroom breaks uh, in the middle what of sport matches. is this? This is tennis. Like oh, a, uh, one of the players would take a long bathroom break, and there, it, it was suspected that he was taking his cell phone into the locker room and uh, texting with his coach to get advice. He ended up losing, wow. so it didn't matter. But yeah. uh, or he had some kind of urological problem. Who knows what the deal yeah. was? Um, but as scandals go, that's that's. 
you know, pretty good, I think, compared to what we have in regular, uh, uh, what we have in, you know, college sports where it's like radical realignment and all this nonsense. And I like tennis because a good volley is relaxing. You know, they go back and forth and uh, I find that good. Uh, there was I, that, I like watching there was the, that ball, one. the ball boys and ball girls running back and forth. Uh, there was there was one woman who grunted a lot. Monica Sellers. That was a long time ago. So that, yeah. So that was noisy, but uh, even so, it's like the people at tennis are like, "Look, a lot of people just watch this because it's quiet. Yeah. You, you need you need to settle down. That's uh, part of our allure." Uh, yeah. Uh, that's why I wish I was into golf. Uh, I'm not, uh, but I, I kind of wish that I was because it's also a quiet sport. Even the announcers whisper uh, in golf, so that that was that that's worthwhile. So, uh, but anyway, I didn't watch that particular game, but I did watch several uh, U.S. Open. Uh, games uh, before school started anyway. Uh, Arsenal uh, won a game. The Arsenal being the Premier League soccer club. I I don't have much to say there except that they had lost their first three games. So the fact that they won uh, is is an accomplishment. Uh, it shouldn't be, but it was uh, for them. Uh, weren't they dangerously close to the relegation line last year? I mean, regular, more than usual? Uh, no. Uh, they they were in the bottom half of the table, but then they... Uh, it, Arsenal's been accused of like not having a lot of... Um, Wins. Fortitude, mental mental fortitude. So it's like as soon as the games didn't mean anything, like there's no pressure to achieve, they started winning. Uh, so the tail half of the season, when, when there was nothing left to play for, they scratched some wins together and kind of finished mid-table. Uh, Bastards. Uh, well, American football began in earnest uh, mm-hmm. with uh, college football last week. And we had some good matchups this week. Uh, Oregon, which is a detestable program, and Ohio State, which is the most detestable program. Uh, yeah. They played a game. That was, you, you wish both teams would lose, but they, they played. Yeah. I feel it's, like... It's one of those things, Like I, I always say this about Michigan and Ohio State, it's like I wish a sinkhole would open up and swallow all of the Michigan, Ohio State fans, you, and the teams, and that's just the end of it. Uh, if you gave the if you gave the Nike uniform contract to Ohio State, you would have the most detestable team. The most the detestable country. team in in the history of the world. Uh, yeah, I bet they do have if a Nike combined. The thing I hate about Oregon is they have a different uniform for every game. Uh, and uh, cause they should be lovable ducks, 
you know, that's what's wrong with, uh, you know, yeah. uh, green and gold. That, that seems very classic college-y, you know, but no. They're out, they're they're, out in the forest. Yeah, they're out there in their gunmetal gray uniforms and, uh, uh, you know, shiny helmets and then uh, flat black helmets. Like, ah, screw you guys. Uh, meanwhile, Ohio State is obsessed with the, the general, the, the genuine the, article. The right. The Ohio State. They're they're the kind of they're the kind of assholes who write newspaper reporters and they're like, how can you be a professional writer and not understand the difference between it is and it's, uh, you know, so screw you, Ohio State, and o Oregon at least won the game, which I guess is the preferred outcome for me, because mm -hmm. uh, anything that could potentially remove Ohio State from the national championship picture makes me happy. Uh, I guess it was the first time they lost in 70-some games. That makes me happy. The one thing I like about Oregon is their coach is Marie Cristobal, Mario Cristobal. Yeah. Which uh, reminds me of the sandwich. Isn't there a sandwich that's called a, a ball or something like that? Called the ball? Like a crystal ball or a crystal ball, like a lot of type thing. Oh, kind of I, don't know. I mean, you have better sandwich shops in Memphis than we do. So, my yeah, my knowledge of sandwiches uh, didn't allow that take to uh, to fly in as well as to fly like a, fly like a duck migrating. Uh, Arkansas beat Texas, which shows you. Uh, like a preview of what Texas has to look forward to yeah. when they're in the SEC, which is getting stomped by mediocre teams in the West Division uh, yeah. and never even getting a chance to get kicked by uh, uh, Alabama. It's a look into the future. It's like <laughs> losing yeah. more games. Yeah. Uh, I understand Texas is a big prize in terms of uh, rabid sport, uh, rabid yeah. football fans and TV sets. Uh, TV sets. But in terms of like uh, being a power dominant team, they, they haven't been good since the last time Nebraska was good. It's been a long time. So yeah. uh, I know ESPN is in bed with them with their Longhorn Network and whatever, but they they show and hold no interest in me. So the fact that Arkansas beat them, I don't have any animosity toward Arkansas. And in fact, a friend of mine's daughter might be going there to run cross country. And then I'll have like, like a mild, uh, you know, like for Ar Arkansas, but uh, mostly anytime Texas loses is a reason to celebrate. So there you go. Uh, we were going to try to get our friend Lou in to do a quick uh, second day sideline report from the uh, Iowa, Iowa State game. But Lou had to get up at zero dark 30 to go uh, to his daughter's softball tournament because uh, this always stuns me because when, when we were kids, there were no events on Wednesdays and 
Sundays because of church, and now they have them every single night of the week, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, we weren't able to get that uh, report from someone who actually cares about the outcome of the game. All I know is that in the nation's uh, one of the nation's best non-conference rivalries, not involving Notre Dame and not happening on Thanksgiving uh, weekend, uh, Iowa beat Iowa State. That both teams were ranked for the first time, uh, and uh, it was the sixth oh, win in a row by Iowa yeah. over Iowa State. They did oh, not play last year because of the pandemic. What's that? The last time ESPN will be in the state of Iowa unless they're flying over and playing. Well, you never know. I mean, Iowa sometimes is good. I mean, Iowa State could be good. I always feel like Iowa State has a lot of pressure on it because they are uh, there's the chance the Big 12 will fall apart. Uh, but then they've added these four teams to at least get their number up to 12. But I, like I don't that. know. Uh, I always think Iowa State is like playing for the right to be in a conference that counts. Uh, but uh, – Anyway, uh, finally, the NFL started this week. Uh, uh, Tom Brady led uh, Buccaneers uh, beat the Cowboys in what was a, just a terrific game uh, to watch. It was a back and forth battle. Uh, what an offense! Yeah, it came down to the final. Whoever got the ball last, kind of job. Um, it, it was on Thursday night football. It was Thursday night, but it was the Sunday night football crew, which means it was called by Al Michaels, who's uh, pretty good, uh, probably the best of the major sports broadcasters left. Uh, and that was that was fun. So, you know, uh, Tom Brady won. Uh, they want they won on a field goal uh, in the in the final seconds. Uh, the Cowboys, though, I, I, you're kind of a marginal Cowboys fan. I think they're going to have a pretty good year. Uh, Dak Prescott looked pretty good, so uh, we'll we'll see what happens with that year. I mean, who knows how the East is? Philadelphia is always terrible, and whatever. So. The NFL season beginning to me is always like, how much longer do I have as a Bears fan before I give up? And they haven't played their first game yet. They play tonight on Sunday night football. So uh, I've got at least until like 7 or 8 o'clock tonight before I give up on the season. Who are they playing? You know, I don't know. I just know they're on Sunday night football. That's good. Uh, That's that's the right – You've got the right level of apathy. I don't even know that they're playing. That's good. So let's not suggest that. Well, let's close the sports page. Uh, We have some news. We we have been covering the chicken sandwich wars. uh, Almost exclusively. We did that earlier. Yeah. Uh, And uh, the, the, the news out of Zero Hedge 
is that uh, well, you, you're the zero hedge reader, so you you tell me. Uh, see, it was it was hard to tell that this was a zero hedge story because the mainstream had, had real has news embraced in it. these stories, has embraced uh, the crazy world we live in so much right. that the lines are blurred. But KFC, there's a there's a shortage of chicken. Mm-hmm real chicken, uh, they already had in mind to use this fake chicken, this Beyond Meat plant-based faux chicken product and some chicken nuggets. But they, they're moving that forward due, due to the actual chicken shortage. Mm. Uh, and this will presage a new chicken war instead of the chicken sandwich war, the fake chicken war. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I'm reminded of the I don't know if it's chicken or some other bird. Some chicken wars in the uh, Aquatine Hunger Force. Uh, so there was a turkey. Was a, yeah. Long ago. Like, yeah. Plant, plants that fight each other, I think, or walking trees. and uh, yeah, It was a turkey robot, rain. I believe, but yeah. But I don't know how this war works when you've got plants involved, but... Uh, well... It reminds me of a, of a terrible, of a terrible British sci-fi movie called *Night of the Triffids*, and the triffids yeah. were an alien plant species. That, uh, if you Google them, and I encourage it, uh, you will see that they grow up to oh, be these. Yeah, uh, our listeners who are online, you know, are. Uh, <clears throat> Our listeners who only get the transcripts, I guess, you just have to go to the library. Um, the the they were these giant plants that shot darts out of their petals, and uh, you know they took over the planet. It was uh, it was horrible. The, the The monsters were all made out of like foam, and it was pretty obvious they were made out of foam. They were these were some Doctor Who level special effects. But well, these, uh, these chicken, these chicken nuggets may look like some too. Well, they could, they could be, you know, someone could drop a chicken nugget at the drive-through, and it, it it rolls, you know, it rolls into the grass. One of these plant-based it chicken nuggets becomes a flower, and, and it roots, it takes root, and becomes a triffid, and that's the end. That's Good. that's the end. We we were. We were worried about the robots, but it's going to be the fake chicken that kills us all. Uh, how are we doing on time? Uh, we're down here. Uh, 50 minutes. So, uh... All right. We've got a little time here. Uh, well, <clears throat> Fall TV has started. There was a day and time when Paul and I could do a whole podcast, an hour and a half, two hours going through the list of new network shows uh, from the uh, Entertainment Weekly, Entertainment Weekly. Wiki- yeah. Wikipedia. Entertainment Weekly is unreadable crap now. So I don't, I don't get that magazine. And uh, I looked at Wikipedia and there wasn't one show on there that I thought this is worth talking about. In fact, most of the shows I looked on there, I'm like, well, I think this will be gone in like two or three weeks. Uh, and 
then I realized like the only show that I watch regularly is the uh, Lois and Superman show, which is on hiatus. And I guess I watch Riverdale. I don't know why I watch Riverdale. That's not true. I watch Riverdale because there are like three or four super beautiful women on the show. Uh, and, and it's absurd. Uh, you know, they've got mobsters and gangsters and, uh, they've, they've moved the show forward. They never did this in like Beverly Hill 90210, but what they did is they finally recognized like our actors look way too old to be in high school. So they moved it seven years forward, seven years since graduation. And so ostensibly all these people are in their mid twenties and uh, Archie went off, he joined the army and, and became a sergeant and uh, fought in the war. Uh, and they, he's having PTSD problems. And uh <clears throat> They show a scene, one of the flashbacks he has, he, he's in at war, but it's like a World War One trench. And like he's, he's wow. his buddy is trapped out in no man's land and they can't go get him and he's crying. And this is what, I mean, this isn't funny, but uh, that's what's upsetting him. But what's funny to me is it's like, he's in a, he's in a World War One trench. This is not how the war in Iraq or the war in uh, Afghanistan was fought. So I'm not exactly sure what's happening I mean, here. It could, have, but... it could have come from an Archie comic because Archie, the comic's been around for, what, 70 years? Yeah, I guess Before. so. But, you know, uh, this was not a trench war. I mean, this trench looked like something out of, uh, I can't remember the name of the movie, but it was all shot in one uh, long lint shot. There were no cuts about these. Well, this, this guy more, sent to rescue his brother. More likely attack. to happen today is he he can't reach the the controller, the video game controller, to access the droid, the droid right robot that would pick him up. But the Wi-Fi is down, and he can't he can't actually uh, launch the attack. That's that's the problem that he's having. Like, he's oh. he in the room. He's in the room out to get him, but he's out of AAA batteries, so, he, so that's not an option. <laughs> so I watch. I watch this show mostly in hopes that Archie and Veronica will have a sex scene, because that's that's what my life has come to. Uh, is hoping that a teenage, uh, the CW teenage network shows will have some uh, well some star in a I think he should move on he should move on to Cheryl Blossom he's already messed with Betty and uh, Veronica well she's uh, this season she is Cheryl is leading leading a religious organization she's all right. about forgiveness and redemption uh, okay. and so good for her Betty is an FBI agent who's been suspended, but mm -hmm. she's obsessed with finding uh, a killer. Uh, mm -hmm. Riverdale has been 
Riverdale is no longer a town. It's lost its, uh, oh. whatever you call it. Uh, it's M- much no- like Memphis after we were hit with the yellow fever in the 1800s. <laughs> yeah, I, I, they, that, that did happen. So anyway. they, they decommissioned uh, Riverdale, and it's all part of Hiram Lodge's plan to create a much nicer sur- suburb uh, up on the hill or some nonsense. I don't know. Hiram Lodge is like... You- a hardcore yeah. gangster he now. Me, he told me that um, I, I can look forward to new episodes of the, the three Chicago themed shows. Yeah, they're back, aren't they? Night. So, well, he, he said they were this coming week. So yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to see if that actually happens. And I'll, okay. That'll that'll be nice. You and your mom. That's, that's, that's in your target level. audience. That should. It is. Uh, that's, that should, uh, that should be I used good. to do some, I'd bring some work home, and it was mm-hmm. just like, just a, enough white noise to have in the background to enjoy, but not be distracted yeah. by having mental, mental energy somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I, I hope they're not going to open with it like a giant season. citywide disaster, but, uh, uh, in other entertainment news, you mentioned Marvel Comics published uh, issue 300 of Conan, The Barbarian. I haven't read it yet, but I, I kudos. <laughs> I, enjoy, I enjoy Conan yeah. as a character. Uh, he, he manages to do a lot of different things. You know, he's a king, he's out on the, the ocean. He's a general. Uh, he's a drunk. He falls in love. Yeah. Yeah, he parties. A lot, of, lot uh, of attractive women come his way. I mean, he he's definitely settled down some to fit in with the cultural times he lives in today. But uh, he, True, he still but he, manages there, there, to have a good time. There are a lot of decapitations. Yeah. Uh, and dismemberments, which I enjoy. I, Here's what I like about Conan comics is they're pretty straightforward. It's, it's like the lowest level of fantasy you can read. It's just basically, here's a guy, he's going to steal something or he's going to uh, do something. And there's a problem. He fights his way out of it. There's a woman and she's either into him or into him, but actually evil or whatever, and uh, the whole thing uh, ends with a big fight and either gets away the thing he wants or he just says, screw it, I don't care, and leaves. Uh, And then goes and has a flagon of wine and everyone's fine. Uh, It's it's perfect escapism as far as I'm concerned. Uh, It's uh, the ultimate in toxic masculinity. So uh, th- that, you know, kids, if you're reading this, just so know that if you have a dispute, you cannot decapitate them with your sword, no matter who forged it, okay? Just because it's, uh, it's great Hyperion steel does not mean that it's okay to decapitate your opponent. You should use your words. Use your words. We're... we're... 
we're getting close to winding down this episode, but I did want to go off script. This, this idea of like, damn it, Paul, a, a simple narrative where a guy could just be a guy, like in sport clips. Mm-hmm. There's, there's this new commercial at, um, uh, it's, it's on the network where I watch my reruns of uh, Big Bang Theory from uh, TBS. Six to seven. Right. Uh, I, I'm not sure what network it is. But, Local uh, Fox Network. I, maybe. Yeah. Um, a lot of the commercials are kind of feminine commercials. It's like, you know, it's a, I'm, I'm feeling judged here as a man, like the guy's dumb or the, the woman is being entitled with whatever product she's buying. Um. Which, which is fine. It's just like that's that's not the commercial I, I I care about watching. But they've got a new commercial. It's it's for a product I don't like. It's Win Win Bets app, uh, and I don't like the people in it. It's uh, some driver, and then it's Ben Affleck, and Ben Affleck's got his buddy there. And he's making some bet. And the other guy's gonna bet against him, and it's like. Uh, don't do that. This is shameful. You know, you should be on the bet with me. I'm going to win. This will be bad for you. And uh, it's all very silly, millennial guy behavior. But uh, on the plus side, it's like they're having a good time. No one's judging them for, for doing the silly betting. They, they show up at the casino. They walk in. They seem very relaxed. Uh so something about this commercial is appealing, even though the product is horrible and the actors are horrible. Like, huh, these are guys just doing something silly. Just like Conan's doing something silly. But good, good job, Winbet. If you want to sponsor our podcast, I, I won't turn down those dollars. Right. Just like Joe's Wine Dive, we welcome your money. Uh, I, that'd be less welcome, but uh, uh, win bet if you're out there, if you're waiting, waiting to put your dollars, your ad dollars to work somewhere. Sure. Uh, uh, all the information's uh, on, on paragraphstacker.com, how to get the money to us. Uh, and we'll, we'll take it. We're, we're capitalists. Let's, let's wrap this up with a little nostalgia here. As you know, I watch a lot of uh, Johnny Carson reruns on the Pluto yeah. TV. By the way, Pluto sponsorships available. Uh, <clears throat> so Carson uh, is telling a joke. It's an old joke about uh, a little boy, and he goes upstairs to his room, and he uh, sees that the uh, his hamster is lying on his back. His little paws are up and it's not moving. And he starts crying and crying and his father comes into the room and it's like, oh, son, you know, it's going to be okay. We'll, we'll have a party. We can invite six or eight of your little friends over. You know, I'll get a, uh, get a clown. We'll get a, get a, 
uh, bouncy castle. We'll get some uh, uh, treats and ice cream for everybody and cake. And then, you know, we'll, we'll get a box for your hamster and we'll, uh, you know, make a little hole in the backyard and have, uh, and we'll just say goodbye. You know, the kids uh, sniffle start to clear up and uh, just about then the uh, hamster twitches and flops over and he's fine. And the son said, well, look at the father's like, well, look at that. He's, he's all right. He was just resting. And the kid said, let's kill it. <laughs> wow. That uh, was a dark turn. Twisted yeah. a bit of American consumerism. Anyway, that's all I have from Des Moines. But what do you have left from Memphis? Uh, well, at a full bladder. Well, then we will, we will leave it as this. Uh, my thanks to Paul, as always. Uh, and thank you for listening. Everyone behave and be kind. And uh, please come back next week. Well, I guess we can close the file on that one. <laughs>